0: It's been a really long time since I've had just a normal day. About six months ago, everything went to hell. I went to bed, and the world was as normal as it could ever be. And when I woke up, the world was just upside down. It was... (laughs) I don't even have words for it. I woke up like... Every other day, I tried to get ready for work. Something was off. It was... just Everything was so loud outside. It just... I had never heard that many sirens in my life. I had never heard that many gunshots happen in my neighborhood. I don't know if I'd ever heard any gunshots happen in my neighborhood leading up to this point. But I looked out the window, and it was just awful. Just... I I wish I had the words to describe it. Like, my my neighbors were running around. There were so many people driving around. I saw people shooting other people. And I just panicked. I I didn't even know what to do. I just stood there in the window. Shocked. It, It wasn't until I heard my phone ring that I even kind of came out of it I don't even know if my phone actually rang because when I went to check it nothing was there six months ago the world as I knew it ended and I really wish it could go back to the way it used to be but this is the way it is now and I'm just trying to deal with it. I can't even believe I made it through those first few months. Everything was just so messed up. I mean, I, I'm not equipped to kill. I'm just not built for that. But that's what this new world requires. It requires you to be ruthless. You have to just... Take all those good things that you were taught as a kid and as an adult and and throw it out the window. The old rules don't work. They don't apply. They just, there's no point in trying to pretend like we are who we were in the past. The only thing we can do is move forward. And so I did things I'm not so proud of. You know, I, I, I assumed the zombie apocalypse was just killing zombies. Like I, I really thought those shows about people killing other people was, I don't know, maybe giving people not enough credit, but man, were they spot on, you know, people just, when they're put in a bad space, they'll just do anything, just anything. And I'm no exception. I did anything to survive. Anything. And that's why I'm here today, and that's why other people aren't. Because I begged, barred, and steeled my way to survival. And as much as I'd like to pretend that I'm ashamed of it, I know if I didn't do those things, I'd be dead. And so, I'll be honest, I'm not really ashamed of those things. But I do wish things could go back to normal. Man, I could, I could really go for cookies and milk. I know it's so random, but for some reason, it's the one thing I'd think of every time I think of, like, normal. I think of a fresh pack of Oreos and some milk. You know, vegging out, out on the couch... Watching TV, not caring that anything could be out there, not even worrying that anything's out there, you know, going to bed and not even having to think about whether or not something's going to try to kill me in the middle of the night. You know, you had the slight fear that someone might kind of in and break into your house, but it wasn't like a thing that you really thought was going to happen in the middle of the night. But I mean, to now I just I barely can sleep through the night. I always assume something's going to kill me, whether it's a zombie, whether it's a person. It doesn't matter. I I don't think I've gotten a good night's sleep in six months. I I doubt I ever will, unless we can somehow get rid of all these zombies. But I think even with the zombies gone, we'd still have a problem. (laughs) There's no rules anymore. People have just completely lost their fucking minds. And, I mean, I'm, I'm probably in that same camp. I've lost my fucking mind too and I don't think there's a way to fix this I I think even if we were to get things back to normal they'd never be normal again we've all done too many terrible things, we've all had to do way too much crap to stay alive and I think some people enjoy the freedom that this gives, I I I know that sounds messed up but I know some people are enjoying this Someone's having the time of their life. Someone has become the king of nothing. Or the king of the degenerates that they're in charge of now. Because between the zombies and the bandits, ugh, I don't know who's having a better time. The zombies or the bandits, really? Yeah, I don't know. This life sucks, and... uh. Yeah, I don't think anything will ever get better again But I don't know Maybe one day it will Here's just hoping it will I really thought I'd see the signs of something like this happening Figured When something like this happened That i would actually start looking at the news more consistently I'll be honest though I didn't realize anything crazy was happening Until it was knocking on my front door The sounds of sirens had been increasing over the last week, but I figured it was the peak of summer and people were out causing more problems than normal. I was obviously wrong, but I wasn't ready to see the face of the man that was slamming on my door. He had milky white eyes, skin so thin you could see his veins, and worst of all, he was missing a large portion of his cheek. It looked like someone had taken a bite right out of his face. The man continued to slam the door and didn't seem to be getting tired. I ran around my house trying to figure out what to do. I tried to call 911, but was hit with a message saying the network was busy. I tried to text my mom, but the message wouldn't deliver. Luckily for me, I lived in an apartment building, and the doors were made of metal. I didn't think the man would be strong enough to break through the door. Unfortunately for me, though, there were extremely thin walls in the building. I could hear my neighbor snarling from the other side of the wall. He must have heard me through the wall because I could hear him slamming on the side of the wall. So now I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place. I've got one at the door and one slamming on my wall. I figured I might be able to take on my neighbor if I managed to break th- I figured I might be able to take on my neighbor if he managed to break through the wall. I went to my closet and grabbed a baseball bat that my dad had bought for me in case an intruder broke in. At the time, I thought it was pretty dumb, but I was thanking my lucky stars that he bought it for me now. By the time I got back to my living room, I could see the wall shaking as he was making his way through the drywall. He slammed his hand through the drywall, punching and kicking his way through. I pleaded for him to stop, but deep down knew there was no way I'd be able to reason with him. I swung the bat and made contact with his leg. I saw the bone in his leg pop out of the other side and started to dry heave. This didn't seem to slow him down much either. He dragged himself toward me and got a hold of my leg. I brought the bat down on his head over and over again until there wasn't much left of his head. He had a death grip on my leg, and as I pulled away, it scratched my leg a bit. I cursed at him and sat down to assess what had just happened. It didn't take long for me to lose everything that was in my stomach. Once I'd recovered, I walked into my neighbor's apartment to make sure there wasn't anybody else in there. Luckily for me, he was the only one in there. I heard a screaming coming from the hallway, and it sounded like the man that was at my door finally went away. I used this as an opportunity to finally take a look out the window. It was worse than I could have ever imagined. Everything looked like it was on fire. You could see plumes of smoke rising out of the buildings, and everyone seemed to be running around aimlessly down the streets. I guess it could be worse for me. I could be down there right now. I realized then that it felt like I was burning up. I must have passed out after that because when I awoke, it was much later in the day. I originally freaked out when I got up because my door was wide open. I poked my head out of the hallway and saw that there were traces of blood up and down the hallway. I tried to close my front door, but whoever had kicked it in had done a number on it it wouldn't close anymore I noticed then that everything looked a little off it felt like I had beer goggles on and I was having a hard time walking in a straight line I must still be groggy for waking up it's the only thing that makes sense to me I looked out the window and saw armored vehicles parked outside from where I looked they seemed to be shooting unarmed civilians as they ran toward them the military must have orders to kill anyone that's in the infected zone I knew it was only a matter of time before they would start clearing the buildings and find me here. I needed to get out of there before they killed me, too. I ran into the hallway to make my way out of the building. I needed to make it down three floors to make it to the lobby. I tried knocking on the doors to let other survivors know they should get out of the building, too, but was met with silence. Everyone else must have evacuated or was shot already. I made my way through the hallways... Until I made it to the stairwell, I saw another survivor who looked at me for a moment and then just ran in the opposite direction. The man must have just killed one of those things too, because his clothes were covered in blood. I looked down at my own clothes and realized they were also covered in a dark crimson color. Hopefully soon I can find some place safe I can get clean and, and wash this day off myself. I saw a man down the hallway without really thinking, my body acted. I charged down the hallway at the man and pinned him against the wall. I didn't have the bat anymore, so I bit into his shoulder. He roared in pain and pushed me back. I don't think I've ever bit anyone like that before in my life. I saw that further down the hallway, a small child and woman were crying. They looked at me with fear in their eyes, and then finally it clicked in my mind. I got off the man and allowed him to pick up his weapon. I was fighting the urge to run down the hallway and rip out the child's throat. The man looked confused at first, then I had stopped attacking him. I tried to speak to him, but I could tell he didn't understand a word I was saying. I ran in the opposite direction and threw myself out a window. I fell two stories and didn't really feel a thing. If a fall wasn't going to do it, then I had a pretty good idea what would. I ran in the direction of the other survivors toward the sound of gunfire. I greeted the bullet that graced my skull with open arms. When watching zombie movies, I never really took the time to wonder if the zombies were still people on the inside. I pretty much just assumed that whatever unfortunate soul that had been turned into that flesh-craving death machine had moved on to the next stage of life. Two days ago, I found out exactly what happens to that person once they have fully turned. The day started out like any other. I got up and got ready for work. I helped my wife get the kids ready and was about to walk up the door when the loud banging started coming from our front door. It wasn't a normal knock that a normal person would do, and it wasn't as controlled that you would assume a cop would do. I looked through the peephole and saw a man standing in front of the door. He had both his fists up. And was banging on my door constantly. I yelled at him through the door to stop it, but when I spoke, it only put him into more of a frenzy. I could hear his fingernails scraping against the wood on the door. I told my wife to grab the kids and get upstairs and call 911. She grabbed our two sons and ran up the stairs, with their phone out. I pushed the closet where we put our coats in front of the door. That way, if he was able to push the door in, he might be stopped by the closet. It was a large cabinet about 7 feet tall and made of solid oak. I had a hard time pushing it in front of the front door. Luckily for us, the house sits up high, so the windows aren't easily reachable from the ground. I ended up walking over to the window near my front door and looked outside to see what was happening. I noticed my house wasn't the only one with someone trying to get in the front door. It actually looked like a few of my neighbor's doors didn't hold up as well as mine. Their doors were wide open. I saw a few of my neighbors that I recognized sprawled out on their lawns. My neighbor across the street was one of those people sprawled out on the lawn. Guy didn't seem to have a mean bone in his body. Always kept his lawn looking good and seemed to go to work every day. I think he did accounting at a local firm in town. He sat up and opened his eyes. His eyes were milky white and his face was so pale it looked like he hadn't seen a ghost. I could see his wife run out to him and as she did, he pounced on her. He tore at her throat and began tearing at her like a lion. I closed the curtains after seeing that and put a few other large items in front of our door. I also ran to the back of the house and made sure the back door was secured. I pushed the island that was in our kitchen in front of it. I even pushed the fridge in front of the door to make sure whatever was happening out there didn't make its way in here. My wife yelled down and told me she wasn't able to get a hold of anyone when she tried to call. I warned her not to look out the window, but it was too late. We both stood next to each other in horror as our neighborhood fell into chaos. The man that was at our door had left during the commotion with our neighbor and was no longer banging on our front door. We closed the curtain again and tried to figure out what to do next. There was no way we would be able to run with our two children. We would surely be run down by whatever these things were. I thought we would have time to wait it out, but the creatures must have seen us in the window. Five of them ran straight towards our house and began slamming on the front door. I began to panic and pushed a couple more things in front of the front door before grabbing my wife's hands and running upstairs. Hopefully without stimulus whatever these things were would go away. We ran into our bedroom after grabbing the children and pushed the bed in front of the door. I could still hear them slamming on the front door and it sounded like they just ripped the hinges off. I held my children close as they cried. I told them that everything was going to be all right that daddy and mommy would protect them. I grabbed a baseball bat out of the closet and my wife grabbed a heavy lamp that we had near our bed. We stood ready at the door for them to come. It was only a matter of minutes until they were at the bedroom door. I could hear my children behind me crying hysterically. I readied myself for the fight and told my wife and children that I loved them. Everything after they broke in is a bit of a blur. I remember hitting one in the head while my wife connected with one of the skulls of the other neighbors. Everything was fine until a child ran up and bit me in the leg. It tore up my leg like a starved dog. I dropped to the ground in pain and saw my wife being attacked as well. The screams of my children are the last thing I remember. When I awoke, my vision was hazy, like being in a mist at night on the highway. I couldn't tell if it was day or night. I saw the mutilated remains of my children and wife standing up next to me. I tried to move my body, but wasn't able to. I tried to scream out, but wasn't able to make a sound. I wanted to cry, to scream, to yell for my wife and children, but I couldn't do anything. I used to think in zombie movies that the lucky ones were the ones that turned early, the ones that didn't have to suffer through trying to survive in an apocalypse. I couldn't be more wrong. I now live in a prison of rotting flesh. All of my senses have faded away. The only solace that I find is that my wife and children are still here with me. We shamble around in our home day after day. I pray that someone will come along one day and put us to rest. It's been six months since I felt safe in my own home. I like to tell myself that I was one of the lucky ones. I was spared the horrors of the cities. All those people running for their lives. Years of potential snuffed out and weaponized in moments. I felt lucky at first. But now they're out here, and I'm stuck with them. My luck ran out the day the dead rose from their graves. I guess I should introduce myself. My name is John, and it doesn't really matter at this point what I used to do before all this. Everyone just has this job of surviving now. You either take that job seriously, or you become one of them. I've tried to call them other things, but... Really, at the end of the day, they are zombies. Not the type of zombie you'd want to deal with, though. They started out how you'd assume. We, unfortunately, got a running variety of zombies. Made the virus spread like wildfire. The dead would eat their way through a city in a matter of days. Most major cities went black in the first week. I've yet to meet anyone that's made it out of one. I'd luckily lived out in the country which stopped me from having to deal with the dead for a few weeks. This gave a lot of us time to prepare, and that's exactly what we did. I was originally with a large group of survivors. We had held up in our local police station. We had stockpiled weapons, ammo, and food, and were hoping to ride this up. We didn't think the zombies would migrate out of the cities. If it had been your run-of-the-mill zombies, we'd have been able to hold them off. We had most of our local police force with us and plenty of retired vets. When the dead showed up, they didn't come running. We actually mistook them for another group of survivors. I know it sounds hard to believe, but they came into town in vehicles and were able to communicate. Before we could set up a defensive perimeter, they started opening fire. We still thought they were human until we had to fall back into the building and we could see them cannibalizing the corpses of our dead friends. They didn't eat vital portions of the body needed for mobility. This allowed the recently dead to get up and join their ranks. At this point, we had lost any kind of command and control, and everyone ran toward the exit on the other side. I wish now that we just stood our ground and tried to fight. At least if we lost, we wouldn't have to deal with this world anymore. The zombies must have anticipated us leaving out the back because they were already on us as soon as we came out. I had my weapon at the ready and was able to kill two that had my friends pinned. Unfortunately, my friends got up and took their place in the hunt. I put them down too and just started to run. I knew if the ones with weapons came around the corner, I'd be as good as gone. Ten of us were running away at this point with the zombies right on our tail. The only reason I'm even here today is that seven of them decided to stand their ground and fight the zombies. I didn't even think twice and just kept running. I wish I had been less of a coward. I could hear their weapons going off as I ran away. I still don't know if they survived, but I haven't seen any of them since. I actually haven't seen anyone since. I'm too afraid to leave this house. I ended up running back to my house to hide out. I now only leave the house at night to scavenge for supplies. The only advantage we have against the zombies is they can't see well at night. They are practically blind in the dark. It's the only reason I'd be able to make it this long. Something has to give though. I can't keep living like this. I've contemplated taking my own life a few times but I just can't find the courage to do it. I've been obsessed with the idea of zombies for as long as I can remember. When I was growing up I would fantasize about the possibility of a zombie apocalypse happening. During my sophomore year of high school, I even wrote a research paper on how to survive a zombie apocalypse. Needless to say, I'm really into zombies. Nowadays, I wouldn't want something like that to happen because, well, I have kids. Killing zombies is all fun and games until they take a bite out of your baby's head. You would think when I saw the red flags in the news that I'd connected the dots. But honestly... I don't read too much of the news. The only reason I even noticed anything was happening is because some of the people that I watched on YouTube were talking about rabid people. People were attacking others on the street and the police were having a hard time controlling what was going on. I lived in a small city or at least what the locals considered it. It wasn't much of a stretch either because pretty much everything around me is farmland. This would be a pretty ideal place to be during something like this. Big enough for there to be supplies, but small enough not to have an entire swarm of zombies coming after you. As I sat at my desk watching more and more accounts about these people attacking each other, I decided I wouldn't be like all the characters in the movies. I would take action. I knew that this would play out a lot like how the movies would show it. Everyone would be looking for a cure, or some solution for the problem at first. It's not easy to stomach that Grandma might be a flesh-starved monster. It's easier to shut her away... And leave space for hope. This thinking was going to be the reason so many people were going to die. I left work that day and went to our local Walmart. I wanted to pick up some more ammo and grab some supplies for my family and to hunker down while all this either blows over or goes out of control. I was surprised the place looked like it was business as usual. I wondered why no one was freaking out about this. It didn't matter though. It just meant I would be able to get what I needed and get back home. On the way home, I saw what I assumed were a couple of them. They were shambling down the street, and I knew I'd made the right choice. By the time I got home, my family was there, and I told them what needed to happen. My kids didn't question it because they saw it as a few days off from school. My wife wasn't sure, and I had to let her know what I had noticed. She said she'd take the day off the work the next day and help put my mind at ease. I thanked her and grabbed my toolbox. It was time to lock this house down. It took me a few hours, but I was able to get all the downstairs entrances locked down and put bars on the windows. I didn't want any unwanted visitors in the middle of the night. I ate dinner, gave the kids a bath, put them to bed, and then spent the rest of the night watching the news to see how everything was going on. It looked like the virus was spreading. Martial law had been declared in New York City, which was about a six-hour drive from where I lived. I knew it was only a matter of time until it spread this way. From what I saw earlier, I figured it probably already had. I woke up in the middle of the night to the sound of my baby screaming. I ran to his room and noticed that he just needed his pacifier. This was a pretty normal occurrence so I walked back to my room and went back to bed. A few hours later around 4am, I woke up to something banging on my front door. I looked out my bedroom window which overlooked the front door and saw a man standing at the door. He was slowly banging on the door. It didn't really even look like he knew where he was. He had just walked into something and couldn't figure out a better way to go through it or around it. I pulled out my cell phone and called 911. I told the dispatcher what was going on and they sent someone to check it out. The dispatcher said this was one of a dozen similar calls. By now my wife had woken up and wanted to know what was going on. I pointed out the man at the front door. She asked if I called the cops and I told her they were on their way. She stood with me at the window until the cop showed up. We opened the window so we could hear what was going on. I could hear the cop ask the man what he was doing. The man didn't acknowledge him and just kept banging on the door. The cop spoke again but much louder this time. This must have got his attention because the man turned around. The cop asked him again what he was doing and again the man didn't say anything. The man started to walk toward the cop and the cop told him to get on the ground. The man didn't comply and just continued forward. The cop pulled his gun out now and was requesting backup at the same time. The cop yelled again for the man to get on the ground, but the man still continued forward. That's when the man tripped and went face first on the cop's feet. The cop screamed out in pain and fired off a shot as the man took a large bite out of his ankle. I grabbed my baseball bat and ran out to help the cop. By the time I had grabbed my bat and made my way outside, the cop was screaming bloody murder. I ran out he kicked the man off the cop. He tried to lunge after me, and I cracked him in the head with the bat. I swung again and again to make sure the man was dead. The cop was passed out at this point. I could see the bite marks that had started at his ankle and had worked their way up the cop's leg. I could see that he was still breathing, so I grabbed his radio. I told the dispatcher that the cop had been attacked. They told me that backup was on the way. I walked over to the cop, and I knew what I had to do. I lifted my bat into the air and swung down I did this over and over again until I knew that I would destroyed the brain by the time I was taking my last swing back up and arrived they saw me standing over the cop with a baseball bat in hand they must have assumed I was the original suspect because before I knew it I was on the ground they threw me in the back of the car and brought me into the station I've tried to explain to them over and over again what is going on but they don't want to listen They keep telling me there's nothing I can say that will make me look like a good guy. They watch me bash their friend's head in, and they want blood. That's when I could hear the screaming coming from somewhere down the hall. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the story. Come back next time for some more spooky stories. And as always, remember to face your fears.